Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sen, and nine, almost nine, I cannot believe it, years ago, my husband and I paid off a mountain of consumer debt, and we learned a lot of life lessons, and we learned that money, like life, is messy and rarely fits inside of a cash envelope. So if you're ready for some grace-filled money discussions, you have come to the right place. Hi everyone, today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. I am trying a different format. So sometimes it's just me talking about one topic, sometimes it's me interviewing people, but I'd like to try to hit two or three different topics each week in each podcast. So We kind of hit everything. We hit the frugal, which is saving money. We hit the debt-free, which is making sustainable choices. And we hit the life, which is life. (laughs) And so today's podcast, so today's episode comes in two parts, two different conversations. The first one is what to do when your budget goes off the rails in the middle of the month. We've all had this situation, right? Something comes up. We're not sure what to do. Today, I'm going to walk you through that. And the second topic is four questions to ask when it's time to make a decision. So how can we thoughtfully make decisions with intention, maybe a little bit faster than we were making them previously? So if that's what you're into, um, let's have a conversation. But first I wanted to tell you about one of my favorite money-saving apps, and that is Upside. So Upside helps you get cash back on gas. And who couldn't stand to save a little bit of money on gas right now, right? So it's really easy. You just download it in the App Store. I've been using it since May of 2022, and it has legitimately worked. I get cash back every time I fill up. It scans your location. It finds gas stations, and it will tell you what they're offering. So sometimes it'll, it might be small, like one cent, and sometimes it might be huge, like 30 cents off a gallon. So check it out when you use my affiliate link, which is Lydia75737. So that is Lydia, L-Y-D-I-A, 75737. You can get 15 cents off your first gallon of gas, 15 cents. So I will leave a link in the show notes. Again, that is Lydia75737 to save 15 cents a gallon on your first fill up. So check them out in the video description. Okay, so what happens if you bust your budget? We all do this, right? We fall off the wagon. And right now my husband and I are building back up our savings from where things hit us pretty hard in a row. And then we just kind of fell off the savings wagon and the budgeting wagon. And this happens in cycles for us. And I think it's pretty normal. I think what matters is that we recognize the behavior and we do what we need to do to stop it. And so this is a question I get a lot is I made a budget and then something came up and I don't know what to do. And the advice that I give may be a little bit oversimplified, but sometimes you have to change your budget. You have to accept that things are going to change. The great things about but I cannot talk, guys. The great thing about budgets is that they're not the tablets of the law. They are written in pencil and paper or in an app or in a spreadsheet that you can just delete and start over. And so when you find yourself in a situation where you may have overspent in one area or you need to 
maybe tighten up in one area, you can start over. Budgets are living things. Money is often fluid. It flows in and it flows out. Life is unexpected and things change. So if in the middle of your month, you have an unexpected expense pop up, do your best to cash flow it. So take something from one area, rework the situation and see if you have enough money to cover that expense without going back into to debt. Maybe that means you have to put off some goals for a little while. Maybe that means you have to rework your debt payoff. Maybe you need to hit pause on some things, but you can go back and adjust your budget at any time. Now, sometimes the money just isn't there, right? Like we live in reality. We understand that money has to come from somewhere. And so that may mean saying something no to something that was really important to you just so you can cover this expense. And that sucks. That sucks so bad. And that's a situation that we've all been in. On Monday on my Instagram, I always do a Q&A and I had someone ask, why does it always feel like a nonstop financial crisis? And here is something that I feel like a lot of financial personalities don't talk about. And that is the fact that there will always be a financial crisis. The difference is when you have an emergency fund, when you have a budget, when you're living debt-free, you are in a situation where you can maybe cover those expenses a little bit more easily or at least develop some sort of plan. You can't stop it from happening, but there's not a hole in your sales. I mean, I'm not a sailor, but I assume having a hole in your sales would be bad. You're able to kind of make it through that financial storm, but the storm still exists. The storm exists for everyone. Some people are just in in better shaped boats. Wow, that was not a good analogy. But don't use the, but things always come up as an excuse not to budget and not to stick with it. There are a lot of reasons why you might not stick to a budget. There are a lot of reasons why your budget might not be working. And there's a lot of life that can happen. But when you're constantly looking out for a reason for it not to work, you will always find something. And this is something that I'm going to talk to myself for a minute. This is something that I actually wrote in my journal. And it was that excuses get you nothing. They don't get you money in the bank. They don't get money in your retirement. They don't move the needle on your debt payoff. They get you nowhere. And ultimately, you just end up disappointed with yourself. And I don't want to be disappointed with myself. And then my final tip is to just get up. If you fall down and you make a mistake, you get up you reconfigure things, and you keep going. If you were riding a bike and you fell off your bicycle, you wouldn't lay down in the ditch until someone came to help you unless you were injured. You'd get up and you'd ride home. If you messed up, fix it. If you messed up, figure out what happened, what set you off, what triggered your spending, where the mistake was made, fix it and keep going. And I know it's hard. I know it's easier just lay in the ditch. I just want to lay in the ditch. Trust me. But we all make mistakes. I still make a ton of budgeting mistakes. I forget to add things. I overspend in categories. I let myself buy things to make myself feel better. We all do these things. We just have to course correct and keep going. Okay, so on to topic number two, which is four questions to ask before you say yes to anything. And this is a topic that I have touched on before. But weighing decisions is hard. Um, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I can take a long time to make decisions. I remember way back when I was in my 20s, way, way back, because I'm old now, I was offered 
a job at the daily newspaper. So if you didn't know, I have a background as a journalist, I was a print reporter, and I worked for a sweet little community paper that came out a couple times a week, and they were owned by a paper, well, they were owned by a news organization that owned several local papers. It was a locally owned company. And I got offered a job at the daily newspaper, and it was a big deal because I was going to get to cover the state and federal court system and crime and government and all this stuff that I just had dreamed about for so long. And you'd think that because it is what I had always wanted, it would be an easy decision to make. But the thing was, I was so comfortable where I was. And there's something to be said about being comfortable at work. Okay, I know that we're constantly pushed and told to get outside of our comfort zones. But... (laughs) I think sometimes it's okay to stay in your comfort zone. It's comfortable for a reason. You know what I mean? But my friends were there. My mentor was there. I had no reason to leave. And the daily paper wasn't offering me more money. So it was basically more work for the same pay. But it was, I knew it was going to open the door for experiences that I had never had before. And it took me a long time to make a decision. I remember it was an election night. I was covering the election results for the newspaper and for the Associated Press, which if you've ever been a reporter who covered election nights, it is crazy. It is wild. It is fun. It is fascinating. So I got to sit in, watch them count the votes because it's not done behind closed doors, guys. It's done out in the open. A lot of people watch. Anyway take from that statement what you will. Um, And I got a message from the editor of the daily paper that said, hey, I want you to tell me what your final decision is and why it's taking you so long to come to one. And I kind of just made a spur of the moment decision right there to say yes. And I don't regret that, but I I wish I had taken the time to ask more questions so I fully knew what I was getting into. So I read The Next Right Thing book by Emily Freeman, the podcaster who we all love. And in it, it talks about decision making. That's what what the whole book is about. It's making decisions, knowing the style of decision maker that you are, and being at peace with those decisions. And she talks about how sometimes we are presented with an opportunity and we need to ask, ask ourselves, is it an opportunity to what? Is this a good opportunity to be burned out, be exhausted, be resentful, be tired? Or is this a good opportunity to expand our boundaries, to learn new skills, to learn new ideas, to better ourselves? A good opportunity to what? Finish the sentence. And that really kind of shifted the way that I make decisions. So there are four questions that I ask myself now when making a decision. So they are, am I physically able? Am I financially able? Do I have enough time to do this? Am I emotionally and or spiritually prepared to take this on? So am I physically able? This is a question that I ask myself a lot. (laughs) Um, Right now, my life is probably busier than it has ever been. And sometimes opportunities arise and I have to ask myself, am I physically able to be at this location? Am I physically able to make this schedule work? Am I physically able to say yes to this event? Or does it mean that I have to scramble to find childcare, cancel an appointment? Am I going to be pressed for time? 
Am I financially able? Does it fit financially? Is this situation that I'm saying yes to going to cost me money? Is it going to make me money? Where's the money going to come from if I need to pay for it? Am I going to have to pay for childcare? Yes, I'm going to talk a lot about childcare. What is going to work the best for my family? And what if I step into a situation and I hate it and it's taken away from work opportunities? It's taken away from my business. It's taken away from my ability to support my family. Those are questions that we have to ask. Number three, do I have enough time for this? Am I going to have to quit something else to make this work? Am I going to have to step back from other obligations to make this work? Is the time manageable? I can't do everything that I need to do with my work schedule, with my school schedule, with my kids' school schedule, with my husband's work schedule, and fit a lot of extra things that aren't benefiting my family? And am I emotionally and or spiritually prepared to take this on? There are so many different scenarios that we have to consider. And sometimes we're saying no for now. That's not a good thing for me to do now. Maybe six months, maybe a year, maybe two years. But right now, I do not have the capacity to say yes to this question. And sometimes this is something that I feel like as women, we will take on more because if we don't do it, Who's going to do it? If we don't do it, who's going to step up and do it? Sometimes nobody. And sometimes that's not our problem. Some things are not meant to be. And I hate the term meant to be. I don't necessarily believe in meant to be. But sometimes things don't work out because either they're not supposed to or someone else is supposed to step in. And sometimes when we say yes to an opportunity we don't necessarily like or want, we're taking away an opportunity from someone else. And there are plenty of times in life when you're going to have to say yes to opportunities that you don't absolutely love because that's just how life works. Not everything is meant to serve us, right? Sometimes we just have to do things that don't make us feel good because they just have to get done. But let's step into those yes opportunities with intention, knowing what we can expect, Okay, that's it. So thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for chatting and listening, and I appreciate that. And thank you to every single one of you who has left a review. Um, Five-star reviews are my favorite. So if you are listening on Apple or Spotify, you can swipe over the artwork and leave a review, and that is how people find the show, and we can continue to spread this message of hope in a non-judgmental way. So you can find this podcast at frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast, where you can check out every episode that you might have missed. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I'll talk to you soon.